So guys, welcome to a new episode. My guest of today is Sandy Gill, and you may know her as the Sandy Lion. Uh, she's a stylist, an image consultant, and an influencer, uh, with a simple goal of helping people look and feel better about themselves. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good. Just it's starting your day? <laughs> yep, just uh, getting started. Nice, nice. Um, so, let, because let's start at the beginning. How how is your day looking like at the moment now that we're in quarantine? Um, my days are good in the sense that like I'm pretty used to working from home, mm -hmm. but um, just making sure that I have routines to get me excited and just fall into the flow of the day and just you know planning out my days ahead of time, doing yeah. all of that fun stuff. Yeah, and also yeah. a lot of time to think about creative stuff. Yeah, and like work on what's next and, and different projects that I want to be doing right now. There's really no excuse yeah. to work on them. So, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> and did you always want to work in fashion when you were younger? Or what did you um, want to do? No, but I mean, I always loved fashion, but I didn't always want to work in it. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that I could work in it. Nobody that I knew worked in it. So that that was never a thing for me. But um, I, I went to school for political science. Mm -hmm. And then I did, um, I went to school for teachers college and I did my master's and I became a teacher. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of started to explore my passion and started to do things to kind of create um, a business out of my passion and to to create a job out of it because i was kind of making it up as i went yeah. um and trying to find other people that were doing it like me and um learning from other creatives around me mm -hmm. so yeah no i didn't really always have that in mind yeah but was yeah. it hard to find like uh, where to start because like what you said you didn't know anyone that worked in that industry so yeah. How did she know, like, okay, this is what I have to do right now? Um, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say that it was necessarily hard. Mm -hmm. um, there's, there was no blueprint and there still isn't. So I don't think I ever really knew what I was doing, mm -hmm. but I just always tried to do it with um, intention and tried to find things along the way that made me excited. Yeah. or made me money or taught me something. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I know a lot of creatives have trouble finding a way to explain this to their parents or like, you know, like explain yeah. to their families and then go ahead and make it a job. Um, I didn't have those hurdles mm -hmm. because I think I, I found a job and I made sure that I was stable and, and um, taken care of before I started to do all of this yeah. um but yeah i mean for everyone it's different and it's just all about learning and making the mistakes and learning from them and then making new mistakes yeah i'm also happy that you say that there is no blueprint because i think anything that you want in life there is no blueprint everyone's yeah. different so yeah. but where did your ambition come from because you loved fashion but you already had a job so you may think some people would think, yeah, I would do it outside and it's just for fun, but you made your career out of it. So where did that ambition come from? Um, I think the ambition kind of came from like watching people around me. Like I have a lot of friends in the creative field who um, started with nothing and just mm -hmm. kind of created.
created something from nothing and watching them being inspired by them and then also using the resources around me like using instagram to my advantage or yeah. finding ways to use facebook or you know everything that is out there right now using There's it so to, much <laughs> right and using it to spread my message and using yeah. it to kind of create what i wanted um and learning from those different resources like learning what works for me on instagram and what doesn't work for me and like you know, all of that sort of stuff. But I think it's really helpful to have other people around you that you can mm -hmm. learn from. Yeah. Um, and again, making, doing your research, make, making use of the resources around you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because mm -hmm. also what I love about your work is that you fuse like South Asian heritage with your style, but also in 2015, you made your own suit, right? And yeah. now like a lot of celebrities are wearing it. Like, how does that make you feel? Um, I'm super grateful that, you know, something that I created is being, is loved by so many people. Mm -hmm. Um, and the fusion, like growing up in Toronto, that's, that's literally how I grew up. Like that mm -hmm. is me, someone who, you know, is Punjabi, but also very much not an authentic representation of who I am mm -hmm. and like what the inside of my head looks like and what like I feel. Yeah. So, um, bringing that out in fashion was the most natural thing for me to do um and the sandy suit was always i've always loved power suits i've always loved the feeling that i get when i put on a good power suit yeah. and i always wanted it to be representative of my heritage and you know strong powerful women that i saw growing up who were wearing saris or suits yeah. or you know and i wanted to kind of fuse the two but then also make it something that men and women can wear um yeah. And yeah, I'm like, I'm currently working on another piece for that collection right now. So um, I'm just happy that people are lo loving it as much as I do. And it's really about just feeling the power when you put it on. And I think all my clients that have worn it mm -hmm. genuinely yeah. that way. And you also see it in the pictures, like everyone is rocking it like and with confidence. So it's really nice to see also. But um, yeah. now you can like people can order it like on a custom, right? But do you ever have like uh, like a dream to have a store or something or do you love the exclusivity of it of it um people can order it right now made to measure yeah. anytime it's a very personal process like mm -hmm. i we, you know we choose the color with you we measure you up it's it's all very very personal yeah. i think in the future i would love to take it mainstream um i'm, I'm working towards that slowly but at the same time, I do love that it is an exclusive piece and yeah. um, it's not just something that like anyone can just go ahead and buy. And I think that that comes with the feeling behind it, the whole message behind it. And yeah. with this way, I'm also able to donate the proceeds mm -hmm. to different causes. So I don't think I would be able to necessarily do that had I gone like to like a mainstream shop. But um, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. That also let me think about uh, when you like uh, make clothes for uh, weddings and stuff, you make everything custom made. So yeah. it's like a thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but were you ever like, because when you started or even now, like, were you ever scared when you for the first time styled a client? Like, what did go to your mind? Yeah, I mean, there's always fears. And I feel like if there's not, then you're doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. So you have to always be like a little bit scared um, yeah. and face your fears. There's always the fear of like, you know, your client not liking what you've picked out or your mm -hmm. client not feeling comfortable. But I think those are all just things that will teach you how to do better next time. Like, yeah. 
take more options, really get to know your clients, have conversations with them, get to know them before you pick stuff out for them. Mm -hmm. um, and just really troubleshooting and like having lots and lots of options and then staying positive because if you've got lots of options, chances are your client will find something within yeah. there that they like. Um, and even if they don't like, you can always, again, revisit the, the mood board, revisit the client, like speak to them again, mm -hmm. find some other ways to, to meet their needs. Yeah. Um, I, I would say that, yeah, sometimes like when, it, like the first time that um, Bina, Hassan Minaj's wife reached out to me, I was nervous. I wouldn't say scared. I was just nervous because I, yeah. it was the first time that I was working with somebody that I had never met, um, mm -hmm. who lived in a completely different country at that point. Um, and so I was a little bit nervous, but we, we were able to, you know, dress her so many times and like mm -hmm. make her look fantastic. And it was just, the fear is always going to be there in the beginning, but you just kind of have to make sure to push through. Yeah. I think it's also best because then you're always on your best game when you yeah. work. Yeah, absolutely. And I can imagine that like, I have some friends that are stylists and sometimes when I look at them, I'm like, how are you doing this? Because I think some people may think, oh, it's easy. You just dress people, you shop the whole day, but that's not the case. But what is the most fun thing about your job and the most, uh, not that you have to dislike it, but the hardest thing you do? Um, the most fun part I think would just be helping people feel good because again, mm -hmm. like I, I always say this a few lives that I've gone on before as well. My job is not to dress you, mm -hmm. um, or to find clothes for you. My job is yeah. to help you feel good. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's always the best thing when I see my clients wearing the clothes that I've put them in and they genuinely feel good and they feel confident and they feel like they can conquer whatever thing that they're, they need to yeah. at that point. Um, I would say like the most difficult part is just like the pre-work because it is a lot. It's very time consuming. It's a lot of work, like gathering items, um, figuring out your finances, if you're paying for things and like, you know, it's just a lot of pre-work, mm -hmm. like gathering things, running around. And I think that's probably the hardest part. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. But usually like when I'm dressing somebody, I have an idea of what I want them to yeah. look like. And so I it's just a matter of gathering everything which is that is also the thing that people under uh, underestimate the most of being stylist i think so yeah like yeah. it's not it's not just like me walking into a store and picking 10 items and then hoping that one of them will work and i'm sure there's people who do do that but um for me that's that's not how it is like it's quite backwards like i meet with the client first i really get yeah. to meet them i have a questionnaire I become their friend. Like I, I ask them how they want to feel when they go places and different things that they're not okay with and different looks that they love and then kind of take the next step. Yeah. The pieces. Yeah. So it's important to get to know the person before, like just putting something on because that's not working because they don't, they won't feel empowered when they just wear something that is on trend. Right. Exactly. And I think a lot of the times, like when, you know, or that's also a misconception. Like you just have a client and then you roll up to their house with a rack full of clothes. Mm -hmm. um, that may work for some people, but I don't think that that's really the way that um, your confidence will shine through the most mm -hmm. when you're wearing the outfit. Yeah. Because it might be a super amazing outfit, but it might not look good on you because you're not, you're not wearing it with your heart. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, but also like what, 
uh, before quarantine, of course, but what does a week look like for you when you have to style one of your clients for a big event? Um, it'll probably be like my daily routine generally stays the same, um, like my morning, my evening, like my, my workouts, all that kind of stuff. But the days before styling somebody are usually involved with a lot of visits to boutiques, stores, calls with people, handling shipments, um, a lot well, of that's stressful shipments. You don't have yeah. control about them. Yeah. And then like doing fittings, like, you know, care, taking all of those clothes to your client, trying them on, keeping what feels good and what you like, getting rid of what doesn't. So I think that that week is usually filled with a lot of like running around. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, to be honest, before like what I said, like before I knew like my stylist friend, I was like, oh, it's so fun. And then I saw their work and I'm like, nope, it's not yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah, so do your work. So what are some things a lot of people don't know about you? Um, a lot of people don't know that I'm a mussy. I love my nephews and my mm -hmm. nieces and like a lot of my time spent is with them um, and I don't share a lot of that online. So mm -hmm. like I'm, a, I spend a lot of time cooking. I spend a lot of time like, you know, writing and reading and doing all those things, which I don't necessarily share online. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm like a really big homebody. Yeah. Um, and so I just, like, live in a house with 17 kids. And, oh, that's like, so fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's an ideal life for me. Yeah. Uh, so just family and like some, family and me time a good balance of that yeah 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 okay okay um but what kind of advice would you have for people that love fashion and want to become a stylist because what you said it's not only dressing somebody it's like more than that um a big thing would be like you don't have to wait for anybody like you don't mm -hmm. there are no more gatekeepers in no almost any industry anymore mm -hmm. like you don't need to have somebody sign you you don't have to have a client to be a stylist you can start to to shoot and create your stuff at home mm -hmm. and putting it out into the world through your instagram or through your twitter your facebook yeah you can literally be the designer of your business um mm -hmm. and if you do that for a long enough time with consistency the right people will see it and you will yeah. start to come into contact with people who are willing to invest in you and put their money um towards you and like pay for your services yeah. but your work will always speak for itself so if you've got work lined up and ready to go I think mm -hmm. that's the greatest uh, thing that you can do and you don't need anybody to do that yeah I think also the power of internet like and mix with your talent you can do everything so Absolutely. with internet like everything is possible but are there also some don'ts like when you start in the industry that you think like that's a big no-no Hmm. I don't think so because I feel like even if you do something that you shouldn't, you'll learn from it, and those are wins in yeah. themselves. Like, um, what? There's a quote that I'm trying to think of. I never, I never lose. I either win or learn. So, oh, nice. Yeah. I feel like if you make the mistake, you'll learn from it, and I think yeah. that's that's more powerful um, than making. You know, I'm sure I've made many mistakes. But you learn from it here, but I've learned from it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now that we're talking about like making mistakes and learning from it, like what advice would you give your younger self? 
I would say like, uh, if my younger self, I would really tell her to stick up for herself more mm -hmm. and not be afraid and really do what I want to do. Yeah. Because a lot of the times you do what you think you should be doing because other people have done that or yeah. they think that that's what you should be doing. But mm -hmm. I would just say, do what feels right for you um, mm -hmm. and just keep doing it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Live your life for you and just do you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, beautiful. I have also a little game because um, I will start a sentence and you have to finish it. Yeah? Okay. You ready? Yeah, okay. Ready. My fashion icon is... Okay. Janelle Monet. Okay. I have so many. <laughs> One is just a little. Uh, something I re regret wearing. Nothing. Nice, nice. <laughs> I would love to style. Deepika Padukone. Nice. You only have nice answers. Damn. A trend <laughs> that should come back. Oversized uh, two-piece suits. Mm -hmm. Like Michael Jordan style, which I think a lot of stuff is coming back anyways. Yeah. Okay. A trend that should just stay away. Nothing. <laughs> I, I, I think everything works for, well, if it's worn mm -hmm. in the right way. Yeah. You okay. Know, you're rocking it. You're, yeah. You can own it. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And my most proudest style moment was? Probably the Oscars with Utkarsh. Yeah. Nice, nice. I saw that one. Okay, okay. That wasn't that hard. But if you could style five South Asian uh, celebrities, who uh, are on your short list and why? Five South Asian celebrities. Um. Okay, so I did say Deepika. Yeah. And then her husband can come too, Ranbir. Is <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, I think I'd also love to dress Priyanka Chopra. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, Amir Khan because he's mm -hmm. my favorite. Um, and <laughs> there's so many, <laughs> and maybe Nav Bhatia, the super fan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. Okay. You have left one left, but oh, I have one left. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's not five. No, right? here, Priyanka, Amir Khan. Oh, and sorry. <laughs> I, I saw Deepika and Deepika 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 one. one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll give you another one just, just okay. um, to be fair. Uh, Madhuri, I'd love to work with her. Nice. Like, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay, nice list. Okay. Anybody, um, are yeah. there some? Anyone. Sorry? I said at the end of the day though everyone and anyone yeah nice i hope to see that really soon yeah let's put it in universe yes <laughs> are there any other projects we can expect this year i know now that a lot of us are staying at home so some things are on the world but you're also designing something new so yeah i would say look out for the sandy suit for sure mm -hmm. and then i'm always creating new content like daily so stay up to date with my page you'll see new videos new collaborations mm -hmm. all the time yeah um, okay. but the sandy suit's really what i'm working on right now yeah 
but and also like another question is it hard like for you or other stylists that you may know um to work now because now a lot of events are canceled so you're like really busy with your suits but what are some things people could do if they're also a stylist but don't know okay what should i do next or what should i do now yeah i mean events are canceled and a lot of like a lot of the stuff i do with my non-celebrity clientele is like visiting their homes redoing their closets that mm -hmm. stuff is not happening right now yeah so i would say to keep yourself busy just keep working on your personal portfolio mm -hmm. um and keep sharing it and keep your ideas like going so that as soon as this is done you're ready to hit the road yeah and you have ideas going like use this time to build the relationships whether it's online mm -hmm. with the different companies and boutiques that you've always wanted to work with and mm -hmm. build those right now since you've got the time to do so yeah okay so just keep going and like be creative in how you can work at the moment yeah okay nice before we end this interview i would love to know what your personal mantra is you live by my personal mantra i did see this when you sent it to me um i have so many personal <laughs> live and let live that's a nice one and and like i mean that in the the actual literal sense like i know right now being home we have access to the internet at a very very high degree and it's allowing you giving you so much time to have opinions on other people yeah and i think right now it's more than ever to just live your best life and genuinely let others live theirs however yeah. that is that's really nice and indeed like a lot of people have so many opinions like in a normal life but now it's like on steroids or something yeah yeah it's that's crazy. all people have to do at home have build yeah. people and share them online and um i think that's that's just a really toxic mm -hmm. thing and yeah. um, live and let others live theirs yeah beautiful nice thank you so much thank you i want to thank you so much for your time thank and you. i cannot wait to see like the new like line and uh, new suits and stuff so keep us posted i absolutely will thank you so much for reaching out to me and for bringing me onto your platform and oh, like, thank you hello to everybody who i didn't know before yeah a lot of dutch people were also loving your lifestyle videos so we cannot wait to share more about it thank you so much, you so much. have a lovely day you too <laughs> bye, bye.